You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. For more information about Dayton Christian Center, you can visit dcctx.church. Now let's join Pastor David Hilton for this week's message. Title of this, And So It Began. In Genesis chapter 3, we read last week in 2 Timothy where Paul lays out a laundry list of when difficult times come, um, the Holy Spirit pointed out something to me. And when, when if you remember, Second Timothy said, in, in the last days, difficult times will come. Men will be lovers of self, lovers of pleasure, boastful, arrogant, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, uh, unloving, uh, holding to a form of godliness, but denying the power of it. And, uh, and we see that a lot. We talked about the fear of the Lord last week. And, and what we seen was, and what the Holy Spirit pointed out to me, is this same laundry list has been man's problem all along. That we do what is right in our own eyes. And it begins to lead us down a crooked path. And then we end up reaping a lot of what we've sown. And we truly find ourselves at a point in time where people don't fear God. And a lot of that is because they don't know Him. They love Him. They just don't know Him. And... um, and I think and say this all the time, especially nowadays. What are you thinking? When you watch the news, it's, it's like, what are you thinking? When you see somebody in the parking lot or, you know, you see a guy in a half-ton pickup truck pulling a, a 16-foot, 20-foot low-boy trailer loaded all this high with shingles and the truck is sideways and the trailer's wrapped, you're like, what are you thinking? That, don't, that can't work. And the axles are, <laughs> you know, what are you thinking? You know? And, and I begin to say that a lot when I, you know, people in a Honda whoop out in front of an 18-wheeler loaded with 20 bulls and stop. You think, like, what are you thinking? Well, they're not. But and, and, and the problem with that is, is it gets harder and harder to have compassion. Come on, are y'all hearing me? Amen. It gets hard to have compassion for people who aren't thinking. And so to, to see and to figure out where all this started, we're going to have to go back to Genesis. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate and she gave also to her husband with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. And so it began. And so it began. 
And here's what got me about that is she saw that the tree was good for food and was desirable to make one wise. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the problem. Because when we don't fear the Lord and what He says, we think we can make ourselves wiser. And we think we can cover ourselves and we cannot. And so it began. From the very beginning of time, we thought we could make ourselves wiser. We think we know better than God. We think we can cover ourselves. The fashion industry, come on, thinks they can cover you. Look at the pressure that is on young women today to look like what's on a magazine from the fashion industry, thinking that that kind of covering can bring you peace and bring you, come on. How, listen, I know models that are on, that, that have been in books who are models. We had one that goes to this church and she was telling me, you can't imagine how many of those models struggle with insecurity. And you would think it would just be the opposite, but it's not. Come on, are y'all with me? You can't achieve it on your own. Because His Word <laughs> speaks a better word. Come on. And so it began. I like what verse 7 says. Then the eyes of both of them were opened the very next thing that they saw was shame, rejection. Come on. When they stepped out to do it on their own, the very next thing that they saw was themselves naked. Come on, when you try to do things on your own and you try to fulfill your own life and try, come on. <laughs> Our own devices, listen, forget whether it was an apple or an orange or a pomegranate or whatever it was. That doesn't matter. Come on, are y'all hearing me? That, 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 that is not the issue here. The issue is, is you ain't going to reach out on your own and on your own devices because all it's going to be is a temporary satisfaction that's going to lead to your nakedness. See, and we've gotten so caught up in America, in the prosperity in America, we are so caught up in this materialistic Cog that we think we can gain peace and understanding and wisdom through our own devices that what we've created is a country full of fools. 
who are trying to govern us and tell us what to think. There is nothing more sadder to me than what just we witnessed last week. We've become a nation that can't even think on its own. We've become a nation that can't even look at the situation at hand. Just like Christina was talking about this morning, my help doesn't come from the government. Come on. We were, we were going somewhere, me and the boys, and on the news it said, if you lose power, get in your car and warm up. And we all laughed and we were joking around and, and the very next day, it wasn't no joke. A woman and her daughter died in their car in the garage while it was running to warm up. Come on, people. We're better than this. We're better than what the government is trying to tell us that we are. Our government's telling us we're stupid and we don't know what we're doing. When God created you in His likeness, His image, come on, are y'all with me? We're better than this. We're better than to let some loafer, slack-wearing, slick-backed hair, come on, to tell us, listen, the great prophet Hank Williams said it best. A country boy can't survive. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> oh, and so it began. Men and women thinking they can achieve fulfillment, happiness, wisdom on their own. We can't truly live life without the Holy Spirit to guide us. Well, we can't. And we're living in a world that is full of good and evil. Come on. Psalms 26, 12. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? Yeah, I see a bunch of them. And I can tell you where all they reside right now. In Washington, D.C. You see a man wise in his own eyes? There's more hope for a fool than for him. See, the first thing you have to get over to gain wisdom is your flesh. Come on, this is so simple. It was what she seen. It's what she thought was desirable that got her in a bind and got Adam in a bind. This ain't just on women. It says she gave with her husband who was standing right there with her. Listen, the devil knew he couldn't talk him into it, so he went for her, and he was so infatuated by the warm man. <laughs> Come on. See, what feels good to your flesh may just be a cancer to your spirit, man. Man, you better write that down. 
what feels good to your flesh and what you see with your eyes may just be a cancer to your spirit man. See, your flesh will lead you down a path that only appeals to the right now satisfaction and not what God will do for you down the road for your future. Come on. Listen, He really has a good plan for us. We just have to trust Him. He does have hope and a purpose. See, living by our flesh has but one purpose, and that's to satisfy right now. That's to satisfy right now. See, we never think about the bad seeds we're sowing. We never think about the crop that's coming. We, we don't ever think about that. Look in Proverbs chapter 1. We can't just be living by the moment. We have to start getting a more eternal perspective and not a temporal perspective. And we're going to break down Proverbs here. In verse 7, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. See, no fear or no regard for what God said is what got Eve in the bind. And Big Jim said something yesterday. He sent me a text. He said, you know, it's not fearing sinning that gets me. It's fearing that I won't be able to fulfill my purpose. And that's what vision does. The Bible says he who's out vision perishes. Because vision will bring discipline in your life. If you, can, if you can know that God has a hope and a future for you, then you want to do what's pleasing and obey so that you'll be able to fulfill that purpose. Come on, are y'all with me? Now look in verse 20. See, the problem is that wisdom, we're not hearing wisdom right now. Y'all remember, the, some of y'all may remember the video that we showed one time, The Noise by Kenny Chesney. I'm telling you, you need to go look that up and watch it because I'm telling you, there is noise right now. We didn't turn it on, but we can't turn it off. Everybody's in their cell phone. Everybody's watching 24-hour television. Come on. See, there is a noise going on. And it is just screaming at us. But look what it says in verse 20. Wisdom shouts in the street. She lifts her voice in the square. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the gates in the city, she utters her sayings. And let me tell you something. We can't get so busy with everyday life that we can't stop and find a spot to give Jesus our attention to be able to hear from wisdom. Because it says wisdom shouts and cries out, but the problem is, is she's doing it at the head of the street over all the noise. And there is an agenda in the kingdom of darkness. 
There is an agenda to keep you from finding and seeking wisdom. And it's to get you busy and to get you off track, get you living in the moment, get you looking at what's desirable to your flesh. Come on, are y'all with me? That we don't hear wisdom. How long, O oh naive ones, will you love simplicity? Scoffers delight themselves in scoffing and fools hate knowledge. Turn, turn to my reproof. What have we been saying for about 16 years here? That God's bringing correction. That's what that word means, reproof. God, we have to turn to his correction. When we've been living life our own way, thinking this is what we're supposed to, Come on. See, thinking this is good. Listen, good is the enemy of great. God has a great life for you. Turn to my reproof. Turn to my correction. Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. That's all you got to do is return. And that word return, it's the same word as repent. Turn again. Get back again to where you're supposed to be. Repent of the way you've been living and now live the way I'm going to show you. Because here's the problem. God will allow, allow us to come in the church, and I've seen this for, for 16 years now if we've been here. I've watched couples come in. Listen, in this building, there's no guilt and condemnation. You can live however you want. But you're going to be very unhappy not living God's way. Ain't that right way? I'm telling you, I don't have to tell you that you, it's not good for you to live together. Because the Holy Spirit will start working on you. And then the next thing you know, you're, you, you come to a roadblock and you can't move any further spiritually and grow spiritually until you work on where God's bringing you to. You can't move into your anointing. You can't move into your purpose. You can't move into your destiny. You, you, it's almost like, yeah, you, you say, my prayers, it's just like they've hit a ceiling. Everything starts crumbling and going down around you. And next thing you know, you're, you're in quicksand and you can't stop it. Come on. It's because God has brought you to this point and He says, okay, before you can move any further, we, we've got to work on this right here. See, that's wisdom telling you you need to get your life right. You need to return to my reproof, to my correction, and then we can move on. Come on, are y'all hearing me? I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to put guilt on you. That's what the devil's doing. See, that's why you get so miserable. Conviction says, okay, that's wrong. Let's get this right, and then let's move on. See, that's grace. Guilt and condemnation is from the devil that says, you're a sorry sucker. You're going to be this way the rest of your life. He wants you wallowing in your shame and in your, come on. But see, when we, re when we return to his correction... 
man, we can pick up and we can go on. Come on, that's how it's worked. We're not sitting here saying, oh, they don't deal with that stuff. And they, and, and, uh, no, we're not condemning you and we're not condoning it. Come on. We want, this is the place you need to be. This is a hospital for those who need to get their life right. Where God is putting us all back together because we're all a broken mess. We've all reached and did what was right in our own eyes. Come on, are y'all hearing me? We have all come aware of our shame and our nakedness. Come on. But it's when we think we can clothe ourselves and then get religion and we're something and all that in the case of Coke, that's when we get in trouble. Come on. Are y'all in here? Because Look here in verse 24. Because I called and you refused, I stretched out my hand and no one paid attention. Come on, here's where we're at in America. And you neglected all my counsel and did not want my reproof. You did not want my correction. I'm telling you right now, God's been trying to correct his church for a while now. He's been trying to correct it. Look what it look here. And you neglect you ne, you neglected all my counsel and did not want my reproof. I will even laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your dread comes. When your dread comes like a storm and your calamity comes on like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come on you. Now, if that ain't 2020, I don't know what was. Right? And here's what's great. God's not mocked. God will not be mocked. And we've got a whole culture out there, global warming, global warming, global warming, and he just made them all look fools last week. Right? How about that global warming? <laughs> yeah, I've had enough winter. Of this global warming. Come on, God, he laughs. Listen, man is not going to destroy this climate. Come on, are y'all with me? There's no way. He laughs. Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they shall not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would not accept my counsel. They spurned. In other words, they rejected all my correction. So they shall eat of the fruit of their own way and be saturated with their own devices. Let me tell you, that is sowing and reaping. Come on. Listen, God don't play. God doesn't play. Because they did not choose the fear of the Lord. Because they rejected 
for the waywardness of the naive shall kill them. And that word waywardness is following one's own wanton and deprived inclinations, ungovernable, following no clear principle, reaching out, come on, because of what you see. For waywardness, for following your own inclinations. Oh man, that looks good. Yeah, but what God say about it? Their own following after their own devices. Come on. That word inclination is slant or bend. In other words, it's twisted thinking. There's a lot of twisted thinking out there. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how twisted the thinking's becoming. Because now you got a Baptist pastor in Tennessee saying that the Bible is not the infallible Word of God. But yet it was put together by a community. Y'all listen to these words. By a community of people who may they may may kind of may not have got it right or you know and we have to make it progressive for our day come on that's i mean that's top news right now what's going on listen you have a you wisdom listen you can't when you go through here and you see from Genesis to Revelation what God intricately put together and prophesied over thousands of years and it's happening, that's not just, oh, we just kind of happened to get together and got lucky. Come on. No. This is the infallible Word of God. God inspired, Holy Spirit inspired Word of God. Listen, did God use perfect men? No. But what God did was, is He made sure His perfect Word and truth and how to live was written down. And only God in His wisdom and understanding can do that. See, the Bible is for our good, not to put a thumb on us of a book. This isn't the book of cans. And I grew up thinking this is a book of cans. I can't have fun no more. I can't do this. I can't. Come on. But this is not what it is. This is a book of how to fulfill your purpose and God will give you the desires of your heart. Because when God gives you the desires of your heart, it's lasting. But when you reach out for the desire of your flesh, it's only temporary. Come on, man. Look what he says. And the complacency of fools shall destroy them. 
complacency, self-satisfaction, especially when accompanied by unawareness of actual dangers or deficiencies. Come on. We've gotten complacent in this country because of comfort. See, we love our comfort so much, we don't like to push those comfort zones. We, we, don't, we don't like to get out of them comfort zones because we've created a system where we can be comfortable on our own merits. And so we don't really live by faith. See, we don't step out and quit a job because we think God's got something better for us because it's uncertain. And so our faith, we haven't learned. See, our faith is just like our comfort zone. Faith will grow. But let me tell you something. You're going to have to push that comfort level. Come on, y'all with me? And that's one thing over the years in the bull business that, I mean, listen, our comfort zones are a lot wider than a lot of people's comfort zones. <laughs> right? I mean, there's near-death experiences regularly. And sadly, you get comfortable with that. And that's when it bites you in the butt every time. But I'm telling you, everybody's comfort zone is starting to be stretched. And so our faith is going to have to be stretched. Are y'all with me? See, we're going to have to, God, I know that this relationship's toxic and I'm going to have to trust you and I'm going to have to get away from that. I know that going here is not good for me. I'm going to have to trust you even if I'm going to be alone. Come on. God, I'm going to have to trust you with where you're taking me. God, I'm going to have to trust what your word says. I'm going to have to trust that your intentions are good for me. Come on. Listen, standing up for right, standing up is not a popular thing right now. It's not popular. Because we have a whole society telling us that, oh, however that makes you feel, that's okay. However your flesh wants to live, that's just fine. When God's Word said, no, that's going to be destructive. It's going to be a cancer to you. You'll never be happy, and that's not what I have got for you. I've got something so much better for you. You're just going to have... Come on, man. We're just going to have to learn to trust Him. Look what He says in verse 33. This is good. This will lighten the load. But he who listens to me Come on, I want to be one of them he-hoos. Come on. There's a bunch of he-hoos. I want to be one of them. I want to be this one. But he who listens to me shall live securely and shall be at ease from the dread of evil. Come on, that's good stuff. So I can sum this up real simple in good old country boy terms. Fear God and you ain't got to fear evil. Come on. Proverbs 
three. Let me show you something, and y'all write this down. Y'all got your Bibles? We're going to look at some commands. We're going to look at some promises. This is so good. My son, do not forget my teaching. This is, this is the command. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. Here comes the promise. My, for length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. Come on, you see how that works? Here comes another command. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor. Here comes a promise. So you will find favor and good repute in sight of God and man. That's a promise. Here comes a command. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. Here comes a promise. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path. He'll make your paths straight. Come on, your journey. Every person in here is on a journey. You are on a journey to the promises of God of what he made for you. Everyone. We just have to, in the midst of this journey, we have to remember to fear the Lord, to do what he says. Uh-oh. <laughs> I love it. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Here's a command. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body. Come on. That's a promise. It'll be healing to your body. And refreshment to your bones. Man, that is good. Honor the Lord from your wealth. Here's a command. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. That's a promise. When you honor God, come on, when you put your faith in Him, there's commands, there's promises. Man. My son, do not reject the discipline of the Lord or loathe his reproof, his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he reproves, even as a father, the son in whom he delights. Wow. Come on, how awesome is that? God wants to be our father. And there's nothing my children can do that will make me stop loving them. Come on, are y'all hearing me? Why? Because I just want the best for them. Just I want the best for them. Thank you, Tyler. You saying I'm getting long-winded or what? (laughs) That is a fine young man right there. Man, we got good kids here. We got good kids. Man, Lord bless him. Proverbs 9. I mean Psalms 9, I'm sorry. Are y'all good? 
Heck, it's warm in here anyway. They're freezing. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> Bunch of hormonal women in here. <laughs> but the Lord abides forever. Verse 7. But the Lord abides forever. He has established his throne for judgment, and he will judge the world in righteousness. He will execute judgment for the peoples with equity. The Lord also will be a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, O Lord, has not forsaken those who seek him. Come on, man, that's good. That's good. And in times of trouble, in times like we've got right now, in times of confusion, in times of where everybody, where anxiety is an all-time high, come on. Man, we don't have to be worried about trouble. If we seek the Lord, knowing that His throne has been established, come on. Psalms 37 These are, listen, you've got to go back. And I I want you thinking. I want you to think, go back and read and dig into all of this. Psalms 37, 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desire of your heart. Come on, man, that's good. God has put a desire in each and every person. And God will get you there. But you can't just keep reaching out for what you think is good. Come on. Because it will delay your destiny. That's one thing we've told our kids. Listen, don't do nothing stupid that's going to delay your destiny. Come on, gifts and talents can only take you as far as your character can keep you. These are things you've got to reiterate all the time. See, God is able to give you wisdom and perfect that which concerns you. He could do that. Psalms 138. Come on, I want to give you some... I want to give you some... Some stuff to to combat what's going on. Verse 7. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou wilt stretch forth thy hand against the wrath of my enemies, and thy right hand will save me. The Lord will accomplish what concerns me. Come on. That's just good stuff. That which concerns you when you're faithful and tied to His covenant, you, know, you can walk right in the middle of trouble. You can walk right in the middle of what's going on. James 1, verse 4, it says, And let endurance have its perfect result, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. 
But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God. Listen, we need wisdom. You need wisdom every day going to your job. Lord, I need wisdom. I need wisdom and I need understanding. I need to understand what's going on. I need to be able to, come on, wisdom and understanding. See, God's Word is relevant for everyday life. It is. And, and that's what's slowly trying to creep in to, to, to the church is that this Bible's not relevant for everyday life. But I'm telling you, it is relevant for everyday life. See, when we fear God and put our trust in Him, seek His wisdom, we can get understanding on how to live and prosper in difficult times. See, we're living in difficult times. God doesn't just stop prospering us and just leave us to the wolves. Come on. Mm -mm. He shows us how we can get through this. See, I cannot, I can't, and we say this a lot, I can't even imagine not living my life knowing Jesus. I mean, I don't know how people do it, to be honest. I, I mean, because I'm telling you, when, when, when times are stretching you thin, it is always a comfort knowing that God's got you. And I can, there's countless times that God's pulled us out. Countless times. But you have to trust God. See, we have a promise from God and He'll prosper us if we won't go our own way or give in to what they say. Who is they? You know what I mean? Listen, too many people are watching the news for what to do. And then the commercials come on tell you what you need to take. Huh? Those are the ones that gets me. Yeah, it's all the side effects. I mean, you won't be itching, but you might be backdoor trots or can't see or can't hear or your tongue will swell up. I mean, it's the dumbest things ever. Deuteronomy 28. And all these blessings, verse 2, all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you when times are good. Is that what it says? No. No, it doesn't say anything about what the times are. It just says the blessings of God will overtake, come upon you, overtake you if you will obey the Lord your God. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. Matter of fact, they were fixing to walk into a fight. Come on, man. They're fixing to walk into a fight and God's telling them the blessings are going to overtake you. <laughs> Deuteronomy 39 says, Then the Lord your God will prosper you abundantly in all the work of your hand when times are good. No, that's not what it says. 
He'll bless the work of your hand. Whatever you're doing, wherever the sole of your foot trods, that's what He's going to give you and that's what He's going to bless you with. But He's not going to bless you if you're doing nothing. Y'all get nothing? What we truly desire and seek can only come from Him. Everything else is a lie. God will give you the desires of your heart. See, we have created a system of temporary satisfaction and comfort in this country. And we call that, that's what we want, the American dream. Come on. We need to get a more eternal perspective on life. See, the devil will dangle a temporary form of prosperity and peace and joy and happiness in material things in front of you. He does it all the time. Been doing it from the very beginning. Because, see, the devil's goal is to get you living in the moment. He just wants you living in the moment for that temporary high, for that temporary satisfaction, for that temporary fulfilling your flesh. Come on. For that feel good. If it feels good, do it. Y'all remember, some of y'all may not remember that, but that came in the 60s, 70s. If it feels good, do it. Love the one you're with. <laughs> Come on, man. Devil made me do it. <laughs> he wants you. See, the devil wants your eyes on temporary material things. He doesn't want you living in the truth of who you really are. Because that is very dangerous for his kingdom. Very dangerous. Because what happens is when you start figuring out who you are, when you start figuring out that you've been made to be a king and a conqueror and a co-heir of the kingdom of God, you become very dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. And you start emptying hell and you start filling heaven up then. When you figure out who you are. I'm going to read you Psalms 49 out of the message. Listen, everyone, listen. Earth dwellers, don't miss this. All you have and have nots. All together now, listen. In other words, all you rich and all you poor. I set pain, plain spoken wisdom before you. My heart seasoned understandings of life. I fine tune my ear to the sayings of the wise. I solve life's riddle with the help of a heart. So why should I fear in bad times? Hemmed in by my enemies, malice. Shoved around by bullies. Deemed by the arrogant rich. 
Really? There's no such thing as self-rescue, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. We aren't immortal. We don't last long. Like our dogs, we age and weaken and die. This is what happens to those who live for the moment, who only look out for themselves. Death herds them like sheep straight to hell. Man, when I read that, I thought, my God, that is like sheep. When we let the arrogant and the fools bully us around, telling us what to think, how to think, and come on, instead of seeking sound truth and wisdom in God's Word, no wonder why the enemy wants us to think that this Word is not infallible. Because, see, he thinks he's got us on the ropes. And one thing the devil knows more than anybody is the more pressure he puts on God's people, the more they multiply. And so at some point, we're going to have to get out of our comfort zones, step out in faith, and say, no, this is what God's Word says. If you'll live this way, if you'll fear the Lord, come on, Quit living for self-satisfaction. Quit living for the momentary, come on, desire of your flesh and seek God. He'll give you the desires of your heart. But death herds them like sheep straight to hell. That's people who can't think on their own. They disappear down the gullet of the grave they waste away in nothing, nothing left but a marker in a cemetery. But me? Oh, man, I like this. This is when you have fine-tuned your hearing and you are able to hear wisdom shouting over all the noise that's going on in this country. Look what it says. But me? God snatches me from the clutches of death. He reaches down and grabs me. So don't be impressed with those who get rich and pile up fame and fortune. I'm telling you right now. Look at how many of Hollywood's elites are struggling with bipolar disorder, with addictions, hearing voices. Oh, come on, are y'all with me? And these are the people we set up for idols and they can't even control their own life. It is ridiculous what we put our eyes on. And their nakedness and their shame is being brought before us right now. And we just think it's okay because now they can take a pill. <laughs> oh, man. You still need Jesus. You're still going down the gullet of the grave. And nothing's going to be less but a marker over your cemetery grave. Fear God. Don't be impressed with those who get rich and pile up fame and fortune. Come on, we got, we got people wanting to be TikTok famous. Sorry, Jess. Jess is TikTok famous. I mean, there's people making, a, getting rich on 
some of the dumbest things. Get a job. They can't take it with them. Fame or fortune. All get left behind. Just when they think they've arrived and folks praise them because they've made good, they enter the family burial plot where they'll never see sunshine again. We aren't immortal. We don't last long. Like our dogs, we age and weaken and die. Come on, y'all stand. I like what Solomon says in Ecclesiastes verse 12, chapter 12. The conclusion when all's been heard. When all's been heard, the conclusion is fear God, keep His commandments, because this applies to every person. At the end of the day, what matters is if we fear God. Come on, do you fear God? Do you have a terrible dread of displeasing Him? Because if you want to be pleasing to God and fulfill your purpose, it'll change your life. And what you desire and what you seek Come on, he can, it'll come from God. It can't, we can't achieve it by reaching out. Come on, on our own. Father, we come to you this morning. Lord, we turn to your reproof. We turn to your correction. Lord, I pray that there will be a correcting of our lives that brings us in right alignment with the kingdom of God. Father God, I thank you that when we tie ourselves to your covenant, that Lord, our faith grows, our comfort levels, our boundaries disappear. There is no boundaries in the kingdom of God. There's nothing that you can't accomplish through us when we fear the Lord. Lord, we thank you that you sent your son, that his blood speaks a better word. Lord, we thank you that you can turn any situation, any circumstance around when we turn to you. And God, we turn to you, Jesus, today. So that we fear God, we don't have to fear evil or what's going on in our day. Teach us to think on our own. Teach us to dig into your word, to seek you, to know what to think. And God, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Love y'all. See y'all Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more, you can subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. If you would like to give towards our ministry, there are giving options available at dcctx.church. Thanks again for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast.